uh, this week and next week will actually be kind of interesting episodes just because I'm trying something a little new and actually kind of old, which is go back to some of my original interviews uh, that were done live at different conventions while we were trying to get this podcast off the ground. Uh, these are a lot shorter than our usual conversations, but I want to string a couple together thematically and kind of tell a larger story. So let me know uh, your thoughts and, and looking forward to the next few weeks. We have a lot of really, really cool stuff planned. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today we are talking to two iconic voice actors from the original trilogy. First up, David Ankrum, who voiced Witch Antilles, and then returned for Rogue One. Following that conversation is a great interview with the most iconic laugh in the galaxy, Mark Dodson. This is Talking Bay 94, episode 22, David Ankrum and Mark Dodson. with the voice of Wedge Antilles, David Ankrum. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen, I'm so excited to be here. You know, look at the size of that mic. <laughs> and so excited to have been called to do, uh, you know, the, my voice back in Rogue One, which uh, was such a thrill. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. You get the call to come back to Star Wars after 40 years, and, and what was the thought process? How did you kind of approach that? After I got up from the floor, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't having to think too much about it. I just, I, I got to get it out, you know, let's just get out there. Because, and, and, and I really kind of got goosebumps because it, it's been 40 years. And so it was like, what a thrill to be a part of that. And, uh, and when I got there, Disney Studios in Burbank, um, wonderful facility and the sound. And, and these wonderful voice actors, I was part of the, this group, but... but they singled me out to do a special PA announcer on Yavin, so they wanted to establish me there. And, uh, and I got to say, may the force be with you, which was like, oh, man. So I was very excited, very excited. And then when I saw the film, I, I just thought it was terrific, terrific. You know, I, I was, you know, I was really kind of just so thrilled and uh, coming, you know, kind of a new energy to get out to the Comic-Cons and meet the fans. And just uh, it's amazing. And so and being interviewed by you guys. Come on. Look what happens. <laughs> so let's talk for a second about the original and, and yes. your, how you got in. You kind of mentioned your audition process. and yes, I, um, Well, kind of an interesting story. When I was 12 years old, we moved into a neighborhood across the street from Dennis Muren, you know. We became friends, and he even made these little special effects films in his garage. I was one of the actors, you know, and my little brother. And, and then years later, you know, we'd moved and lost touch. And I see he just became brilliant at what he did with the miniatures. And, and I was a little part of that, you know, which is so cool to have that come around. Um, Fred Roos, who was helping them kind of consult in the casting, I he brought me in to read for kind of a robot. They, I, they didn't, I don't know what the movie was. They were very secretive about it. And um, so I laid my the tracks down and didn't hear anything for so long. And then uh, came, they finally called me out of the blue to come in and voice Wedge. And two the two Wedges. Yeah, there was uh, in the briefing room scene with Colin Higgins, which um, uh, that's impossible even for a computer. You know, that I did that, you know, kind of want to segue my voice into Dennis Lawson had a, the Scottish 
accent. And uh, so there was three of us creating this character, and uh, it seemed to work. He turned out to be a very cool character and, and uh, still around. Survived, you know, a survivor. So very, very excited. And both those guys, you know, Dennis and Colin, terrific actors. And uh, I was thrilled to just be a part of it, you know. You've been a part of the Star Wars fan community for such a long time. Do you have any special memories from meeting the fans or? I mean, I, yeah, listen, I've... I've only done one celebration, and that was 10, 10 years ago in London, which was a really terrific convention. And uh, the fans are so true. That's what makes this so special and makes this happen. Who knew it was going to be take on this this other world, you know, and uh, this other galaxy? Really, it's uh, it's it's expanding, expanding universe. You know, yeah. Sort of like my stomach right now, but uh, may the force be with you. voice of Salacious Crumb, Mark Dotson. Also, the Gremlins, also Force Awakens. We have a lot to talk about. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, well, let's talk about a recent exciting thing that happened. You came back to the Star Wars universe to voice some patrons in Maz's Cantina for Force Awakens. Yeah, that was really exciting. Um, yeah, Matt Wood, the sound guy, um, great sound man. He he got in touch and said, "We we you know we want you for Force Awakens." And uh, I was now I'll tell now if he ever hears this now I would kind of be embarrassed, but I'll finally tell it. When I got that, I was I literally ran and I was in my studio in my control room, and he contacted me, and I just went. I started running in circles. Or walking very quickly, going, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I can't believe I'm really they really called me to do this because I had seen him at D23 and he said he would. But you know, yeah. people talk, you know, and and he actually did, you know. And that was I think in August of that year. So then there wasn't until uh, October, and the movie was coming out in December. But so as time went on, I was like, Ah, they're probably not. He, you know. And then here it was, the middle of October. I need you here in a couple of weeks, and I was like, Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I can't believe it. So it was just really exciting to be brought back. And like I told Matt, it was Salacious Crumb was the first voice I ever did. And so this was my life career coming full circle. It came full circle. And what a, what a good time. Now I'm in my late 50s. And, you know, when I started, I was in my early 20s. And so it was just it just felt really good. And it was a wonderful session. A whole bunch of great voice actors and actresses were uh, were in the session and and I got to do the salacious kind of his laugh right. um, because salacious is smaller. So he's, uh, 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 you know, he's, yeah. you know, but uh, but so he so we made him a little bigger. And the cool thing was when you're doing ADR, you're watching the film on a big, big screen and you watch a, a piece of it, like maybe a minute of this part of the film. And then, you know, when you're in an ensemble, they're like, well, you know, one guy, I'll do that guy and I'll do that guy. And and we're all doing it at the same time as it's going. Well, when that came up and, and you're sitting there watching going, I wonder which guy I would be good to do. And I was and when that came up, I was like, I saw this character slam his hand down and go, there's no sound yet. And I went, oh, I, I want to do his laugh. I hope. And, and sure enough, Matt looks over and he goes, salacious. I need your laugh. And I was like, oh, God, I think I blushed. I, think I was like, that felt great. So I got up and did it, <laughs> you know, when he, yeah. when he wins. So his name's Cretinus. Yeah. His name's Cretinus. His brother is Prashi. That's who he's playing the board game with. They are swindlers, and they hang out at Mazas. Uh, they are identical twins, and they use the fact that they're twins in their swindle is the deal. So, 
Yeah, that's pretty much there. I know, I know that laugh. Yeah, I was like, there it is. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You worked with Lucas before Battle for Endor and the Ewok movies, and yeah, yeah. And I did do some of the Marauders in in Battle for Endor too. But I'm mostly known in that as Teak, the yeah. little hyper. I should have said done Cretinus for you, too, because some people would be like, well, I don't. His name never comes up. Like nobody ever says Salacious Crumb's name. But that's, uh, from, yeah, so anyway, there you go. There you go. And everybody knows Salacious. I don't need to show you that. Do you have any parts maybe you've played over the years that you're the most excited about or the ones that you're the most the passionate about? Yeah, there's no question. The one that's nearest dearest to my heart is salacious crumb i love salacious i love that whole scene i think that the the throne room scene is among the greatest scenes in the star wars films you know it's an iconic scene it had if you if you really think about it everybody is ends up in in jabba's at that time salacious is definitely the one that i love the most he gave me my start and to be in there with hans and carbon freezing you got mark uh, Luke comes in in the black cloak, R2, C-3PO, Jabba, Lando, I think. It, everybody is in that, that scene. So um, that's so great to be a part of that. And I just love, I always loved, like, Tony McVeigh sculpted Salacious. And at that time, there really hadn't been a, I don't think, a creature or critter in anything that really looked like that. And uh, Tim Rose puppeteered him and, and gave him so much life. I love Salacious. I really do. I, and, and his laugh worked. You know, it really worked. And then I worked with Ben Burt. Like I say, it was the first thing I ever did. So it gave me my life in this business. Um, Tony and Chris Wayless, who made Salacious, shortly thereafter went on to make the Gremlins and do Gremlins. And they gave, I got the call from them that, hey, they want to know who did Salacious, and we told them, and they want you to come and do this Gremlins movie. And I was like, well, I thought, I thought it was one of those pranks. Yeah. I'm like, why are you bullshitting me? <laughs> why are you doing this to me, man? Don't play. And they're like, no, for real. They want you to come do this. And I'm a carpenter up at Skywalker Ranch. Right. when this, I'm like, this can't be, you know? So then it led right into Gremlins. And then, of course, then it was, well, you've got to get an agent to negotiate this one. And, and you've got to get in the union. you got to get in SAG. And once I was there, the agent says, uh, well, hey, as long as we're representing you, you want to try out for other things? And I was like, well, I mean, sure, I probably won't get anything, but I'll try, you know. And lo and behold, I started booking things with Disney. And, you know, and it was like, maybe this is what I am supposed to do. Because I wanted to be a director someday. I wanted to be behind the scenes, which being a voice actor, you still are kind of behind the scenes. I like that, you know. So there's my whole story right there. Really. Well, maybe just final question. You kind of mentioned it, but for the people that don't know, what was the process to become Salacious Crumb? What was kind of, how did you get that role? Well, really, the, the process was that I was a carpenter at that point. I started out a laborer. I had moved up to Marin County from L.A., and I was, um, at that point, I was working out at Skywalker Ranch, and Ben Burt, I let him know. He found out. I had a raccoon. There's a whole story I had that he was looking for chirps and I just happened to have a raccoon it got around that Ben Burt's looking for a 
raccoon chirps. I said, I have a raccoon. And so he came to record her, and she didn't chirp. She said, well, I'm going to leave this, uh, an old Sony reel-to-reel, you know, that they had the field and the mic and showed me how to do it. And he said, so when she starts chirping, I want you to get it. So I was like, okay. And, um, well, since I had the thing, I was like, well, I might. I had already done impersonations. So I was like, well, I'll do some impersonations, you know, on... And so when I took the reel back to him, I'm like, we got the chirps and we got, I did some stuff. I hope you don't mind. You know, I didn't, he's like, oh, no, great. I'll, I'll listen. I'll see what I think. You know, I think I did like Struther Martin and, you know, what we have here, you know, a failure to communicate. But anyway, and was, I did some pirates and yeah. some things. And, and he said, those are, you're actually pretty good. And I will call you. And he said, in fact, why don't you try out for this? Well, it ended up being E.T., which I didn't get the part. But my first audition was E.T. And then shortly thereafter, because he did the sound for that, you know, um, for Spielberg. And then shortly thereafter, when he was working on Jedi, he thought of me and actually said, why don't you come over and try out, you know. And so I ended up getting salacious, you know, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate your time. That talking and thank you so much this was so great yeah that's it yeah thank you again to both mr ankrum and mr dawson for taking the time to talk to me and thank you, the listener, for all the support and for bearing with me in this episode. You can tell my interview skills have just slightly improved through the year. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram, definitely do so, at TalkingBay94. And this week, I'm actually a guest on WSTR Media, uh, another great Star Wars podcast. So definitely tune in to listen to me drag on about the great Garen Dan. Until next episode, stay tuned, leave a five-star review, and may the Force be with you.